0: Cheer, cheer, the red and the white the name by day and by night Live that
1: noble band. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Swans Big Footy Podcast. My name is Bonds. Joining me today we have Von.
2: Hello. R.W. Good evening.
1: And Chunky Chicken.
2: Hey,
0: hey.
1: Now we are coming off a fantastic 36-point victory over the Adelaide Crows in the first semi-final on the weekend. I couldn't figure out a... Better tonic after the horrible performance that was our game against the Giants. Hopefully, we can keep this up and go back-to-back against Geelong this weekend. Vaughn, what are your thoughts on the game?
3: Um, that game was, like, orgasmic. I'm sure you guys haven't had many sexual puns in the past few podcasts with my absence. Well, we had a whole segment
1: about Dane Rampey's porn career, actually, but go on.
3: Yeah, but that's not sexual enough. Um... (laughs) Anyway, that first quarter was some of the best football I have seen us play all year. It was really exciting. There was like one passage of play where like Heaney, horny for Heaney, I hope you guys have been horny for Heaney in my absence. um, He bumped the ball and, sorry, he didn't bump the ball. He bumped the player and then he handballed it to Luke who scored and it was just like the best thing to ever happen to me, because it went from horny to fit Heaney to good-looking. Anyway, that was an absolutely incredible match. Um, Josh Kennedy really bounced back. I was really uncertain how he would go, especially because, like, midway during the week, the AFL were all like, yeah, give us a concussion test. Um, so for him to get, like, what was it, 42 disposals, I, I that was incredible. Um, it really absolutely sucks, though, that... Rowan probably will miss next
1: week. Not Obviously, according to Instagram, actually. Um, He's commented on Michael O'Loughlin's Instagram today saying the injury is minor and he's hoping to get up for next week and it's only bone bruising.
3: Okay, well that's good. And that just showed me I need to go on his Instagram more.
1: The best thing I actually felt about the game and just going off Bond, um, it wasn't just Kennedy on the weekend. It was the entire midfield really stood up. I think... Adding Heaney onto the wing really gave us another option, not only around the clearances and another outset, another outside option with Heaney, but even another option leading out from defence, which allowed us to use Franklin a little bit deeper than we've been using him instead of up in the midfield. It really helped the structure of our side. I also wanted to point out, I thought, after both players had pretty quiet performances the week after, McGlynn, who has been getting slammed left, right and centre on the Swans board in recent times, bounced back to a blom. Um, He was amazing on the weekend, kicked three goals, his pressure was up again. Um, People say he's been poor all year, but I still think he's had two out of his last three performances have been very good and he's not the worst person in our team right now. I'm more than happy for him to keep his spot for the rest of the year, especially whilst he may be a little bit here missing times. When he's hit, he's a very valuable player to the team. And Jake Lloyd, I thought, was very good on the weekend. His kicking was back to where it has been in the past, and he was giving us a lot of outside run and really allowed us to keep our midfield together. Chunky, what were your thoughts on the game?
0: And... Yeah, it was, uh, it was a really exciting first quarter, um, especially the way that we started. We got off to a really good start. I think it was the first four or five goals of the game we got. Um, we got the first two, and it was a case of, oh, here we go again. Let's see what Adelaide does, and, and then we just kicked the next one. We kicked the next one. I think we got the next one, and Adelaide never even looked like they were in the game at that point. And then, um, yeah, just got out to a 30-point lead and just maintained that lead, and that uh, seven-goal start really, really set us up for the rest of the game. Um, even though we had we had some injuries during during the game, we had uh, McVeigh, who was pretty much unsighted up until that point of the game. He went off injured, um, and then we also had Rowan, who kicked the first goal of the game. And um, the the commentators were saying that I think over the season Gary Rowans kicked the first goal of the game the most times. Out of every other player, so that's that's pretty impressive. A um, couple of things that I really liked was um, Nacobus's aggression at the ball and at the uh, the player with the ball was uh, excellent. His um, contests were really really good. He was really fierce, and he followed up with a sublime piece of skill to nail Franklin's chest out. Beautiful, beautiful pass. And then of course there was the Franklin, the Franklin field kicking uh, expo where. He uh, nailed out, I oh, can't remember who it was. Um, it was Kennedy. So he took it on the wing, did a little bit of dance, nailed out Kennedy, and then got it over the top to Richards. That was the two best passages of play, I think. Overall, very impressive. Kennedy's game was uh, next level. McGlynn, uh, I, uh, I've canned him a couple times, but he was excellent. And he had a great performance, really good to see him play, and he had five tackles. Uh, Kieran Jack, possibly his best game of the season. Um, Doesn't rack up huge numbers, but what he does, he does it well. He gets in tackles. He uh, gets in and under and also gets out. He's got pretty good, pretty good kick, pretty good handball. Not as quick as he used to be, but he's still very good for us. And Luke Parker was just unstoppable at times. Not only that, but he racked up 12 tackles himself. So he racked up almost as many tackles last night as the team did a week before. So... It was really satisfying to see the guys back to that sort of really high pressure, uh, really intense style of play. So overall, very, very happy, even with a couple of injuries and Rowan potentially coming back maybe next week, if not the week after we get that far. That's my thoughts.
1: Uh, W, was there anything about the game that really stood out to you?
0: Um, well, not much to add to what's already been said,
2: but for me, just being at the game, it was just a great exhibition of finals football. Um, being at the game I really felt it was played at a very frenetic pace. I thought at one stage I wasn't sure if we could maintain it, but it was really uh, it was a really pressure cooker environment and we just really brought that pressure on Adelaide after we basically brought the pressure on Adelaide that GWS put on us last week and it was just uh, it was quite quite brilliant to watch. Um, and I wasn't sure, like like the Crows did come back at one. I think the more pleasing thing for me was even when the Crows came back, we actually withstood the pressure, which was a really, really, really good sign. Um, in terms of probably the highlight for personally is just seeing young players emerge in finals. We saw it with Bontempelli taking down Hawthorne on a Friday night, which I think was probably the most popular, <laughs> not popu- most popular <laughs> of the year, but we saw it last night with Heaney. Heaney's emergence really marking his arrival as well as Papley as well. Um, probably slight negative, maybe Laidler, I didn't think like he had 21 touches, but didn't. He was he, yeah, yeah, but I didn't think. Look, maybe he intercepted first, well. Yeah, right. he intercepted okay, but
0: just it wasn't was garbage. Yeah,
2: they
1: wouldn't have been happy. He didn't lay a single tackle as well.
0: Mm, yeah, defensively he was liable. Like he could yeah. get that mark, but he was pretty yeah, just, he, just not. Yeah. Mm, I think they were, probably were thinking.
2: I think it looks like they probably were hoping to bring Jones in. That's always a bit of a shame he got injured in the knee for last
1: week. We we yeah. won't necessarily need Layla as much as we will yeah. have against Geelong. Like Geelong's full line, whilst it can be tall depending on who they rotate down there, isn't as tall as Adelaide with Jenkins, Lynch, Walker, and. Oh, my God, I'm missing. And um, the Ruckman, I forgot his... um,
0: Smith, Zach Smith.
1: Smith, Yeah.
0: And
1: the other guy, yeah. All um, able to rotate there. So I think he will be a bit of a liability going forward this week.
0: I think Harry Marsh outperformed him, to be
1: honest. Harry Marsh was good on the weekend. He didn't get as much as the ball, and he didn't take as many marks, but he's a better defensive player.
0: I was worried that uh, Lynch would show up earlier, and I was glad... They actually rotated Aaliyah um, onto the resting Rockman and the second forward rather than playing him on Lynch. Because Harry Marsh, it looked like Harry Marsh took over that in the second quarter and Harry Marsh just dominated him.
1: Lynch didn't touch the ball in the first quarter. He didn't touch it until the second half of the second quarter. I don't know, it was yeah. like the second minute of the second quarter.
0: Overall, it was a very, very good man on man defensive effort. And Rampy was really good. He was back to his best.
1: Yeah, Rampy was fantastic on the weekend. I think the best defensive effort out of everyone, and we never mention him enough. And was Nick Smith? Um, I, I struggled to remember a one-on-one against Eddie Betts. He actually lost. Yeah,
2: he was. Yeah, Smith was great. Um, I think Betts got his first goal. I think from a pretty lucky free kick. I think it was, and
1: uh, I think his uh, second yeah, was goal it? was from a free kick. The first one was from a free kick upfield, and Betts had gone, and Smith had gone to zone off. And the last one he got was. Off, um, it was Smith's poor kick originally, but...
0: The, the first one, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think he, No, he kicked it on the full, didn't he? No, he no, kicked
0: was it... Oh, it was it? was it?
1: Uh, it wasn't a Smith, he, um, kicked it to an Adelaide player and they kicked it over the top of him on the Betts.
0: Yeah, and then Betts just ran around and got the goal.
1: Yeah. But that was in junk time anyway, so I'm not too concerned. Uh, Smith was fantastic on the weekend, and I would have had him, Kennedy and hedy for my three two and one votes. I personally want to give best on ground to Smith. Um most people have gone Kennedy with damn good reason, forty two disposals. Twenty one contested, ten tackles, um ten clear oh no it was um four tackles and ten clearances. He was pretty beastly, but personally I thought Smith was really unstoppable and if Betts had been able to win a couple of those one-on-ones in the first quarter. The game could have gone very differently. So really well done, the Smith is. Once again, showing probably nearly the most valuable player in our team. Yeah, he's definitely very solid.
3: One thing that did kind of annoy me, though, I mean, I guess we're being very, 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 very critical, is one thing that kind of stood out to me was, um, like, Marsh... I don't know if you guys remember it, remember it that well, but, like, Marsh tried to take on an Adelaide player and get, got done for holding the ball. Um, and then Grundy did the exact same thing. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just being highly critical, but I feel like in a final with, like, two minutes to go on the clock, nearing halftime or quarter time or whatever it was, you don't take the man on when you're, like, clearly slower than them. I don't know, that's just yeah, something that yeah. really annoyed I, me. Like, it's very minor, but it's just, um, yeah. I feel like...
1: It has been Sorry, a yeah. habit of our defence um, for a year that we have been taking on more plays than we have in the past. Uh, I guess there's always going to be a few occurrences in each match where it doesn't pay off, sadly, which is fair enough, but it does not I don't work. feel
3: like it's paid off, like, much at all. Like, literally, what it I really like Aaliyah? about Ali is that he kind of draws the man in without engaging in too much physical contact. He kind of like runs towards them when he's about to handball to kind of engage them, but he doesn't actually that often apply as much physical pressure. It's, it's very nitpicky, and I think it just goes to show how great our game was, that that's even something I'm thinking about bringing up. But,
1: well, was yeah. so either they're going to try and take the man on and free up a little more space, or they're just going to kick the ball long and most likely hit an Adelaide player further up the field.
0: Well, do you guys remember that fake handball that uh, Ali did, I think, in the second quarter, running out of defence? Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's just... What was it? Thompson or something? He's just done the fake handball and runs straight past, and that was just excellent. I couldn't help but kiss myself laughing at that that point. It was excellent.
1: So, moving on to um, this weekend's um, match against Geelong, we obviously do have a... Well, we're likely to get a few players back in the team. We don't know what's going to happen with Nick Vay, but it looks like his calf injury may not be too serious. Um, Rowan, according to Instagram and a few other places, um, he may even be able to play this weekend. Um, I guess he wouldn't be airing it publicly, that he'll be available for selection, so that's good. Um, then we've got Mills, who sounded pretty confident on half uh, halftime break that he's going to be back this weekend. And... Tippett's likely to come back, but that would mean getting rid of Nan Curvis, who I was really impressed with on the weekend, actually. I thought he was really good. He's I don't think
3: Tippett suits our side in finals. Like, I feel like he's not, he doesn't throw his body around as much as Nan Curvis does. I feel like we're a, a more physical team with Nan Curvis in. The... Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, like, you just watched
0: the last couple of games that Tippett played, uh, Richmond. And uh, GWS, uh, yeah, he definitely had his uh, life knocked out of him against GWS. But even against Richmond, he wasn't really throwing his weight around. He wasn't really dominating. He was um, serviceable in a ruck and really didn't have any impact going forward whatsoever. And, and that is, at the moment, surely the biggest, uh, biggest knock on at the moment is that not only can he not hit the scoreboard, and he might get a goal or two a game from pretty much like 40 metres out if he's lucky, he just doesn't take marks.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, he was getting a few marks earlier in the year. I remember until he got injured, he was nearly essentially a lock as the Australian ruckman. He was in that good form. Um, it really brings us to the point. Do we get to the point where we perhaps drop Naismith and bring in Tippett and keep Nankervis in the team? Because I, no, I can't see surely us.
0: Surely not. No, no.
2: I, I can't on, see us
1: can not bringing in Tippett. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Like, I feel like
3: Naismith might get dropped. Like, I, I it's Tippett. Like, I know that sounds a bit yeah. silly, but I mean, like, Tippett's very versatile. He can play as a forward. And, and even if, you know, like, he might not be clunking goals, he's still very competitive in a one-on-one. Um, I think it's easy to kind of forget what, grateful right he was in before he was injured um I definitely think that he has a place in the team and unfortunately like you know we, we that might be at the cost of Naismith but I don't think we should drop Nankervis hmm. so but the I, other I mean option... it's worth remembering as well that Nankervis can also play forward so mm. I, I don't know what do you guys no. think
0: well Nankervis was a was a forward who could play rock wasn't he
1: no, he was drafted as a ruck forward, like someone who can literally play a 50-50 split.
0: Because you watch him rock and he's, he's oh, I don't know who's worse, him or Sinclair, but neither of them are great. And, well, his skills aren't particularly great either around the ground. But if you want to put him as the number one or number two ruck, you're going to get done in the ruck and you're going to lose center clearances pretty much 80% of the time. And that's why I think we can't lose Nate Smith because he's the only out-and-out ruck Apart from Tom Derricks, and he's just hopeless. But he's the only one who can possibly do the centre center rock work to a really good level.
3: But Tippett was like in AA form before he was injured,
1: though, and he was, was like a,
3: our main rock.
1: There was a stat I was reading the other week. Um, Hit-outs to advantage in the centre square that led to a centre clearance. Sydney had jumped from being ranked 13th in the league to first since Nate Smith had come in the team.
0: And we can't lose that because he's the only way that we can possibly win the centre clearances. We don't set up to uh, lose him. We set up to win him.
1: It's very different. He just gives us a different option there. But it wouldn't surprise me if we did drop him, use Tippett as a pure ruckman and Nancurvis as a forward and rotating ruckman. But we'll have to see what happens on the weekend. I'm very worried about Tippett's mobility at the moment. I thought he looked slow against, um, well, he was obviously pretty right to look slow against GWS after getting his head knocked off, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, yeah. maybe the extra he spent an extra week running and keeping up drills, and he might come in and burst the form because you do have. It was mentioned on the board a good Tippett game is likely to win us a final compared to a good Nankervis or Nathan game. That's yeah, that's true because
2: the upside, yeah, the upside is far greater with Tippett because you know what he can do. The other option? Do you, do you leave? Do you leave Naismith and Nankervis and say if Owen doesn't come up, do you just play Tippett as a full, as a full forward?
1: No, just, we'd be you, too you slow. you think no? You think we'd yeah. be far too slow? You can't have two yeah. on the yeah. field. Just yeah. With, know,
2: yeah. yeah, maybe not for long, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but uh, someone's going to be unlucky, I think.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend because. If we do want to bring in Mills as well, well, I think Laidler's the natural person to leave there.
3: That's provided that McVeigh yeah. will actually pull up. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. I don't think McVay's going to play next week.
0: Well, who would Laidler take? Who would Laidler take next week? I'm mm, just trying to good think. question. About the yeah, rules. I'm not sure who. Like, who. would he take? Like Ruggles? Um, Caddy, maybe.
1: He wouldn't take quite a lot. Caddy, um, that's the issue with Leblanc. Like, you have to put him on a like third tall that isn't going to exploit you for too much speed.
0: I would rather bring Cunningham in than play Leblanc. To be honest, yeah, I think, I, agree. I think
1: he's done. I agree. I think we'd have to bring in Cunningham. We'd take out. We bring in Cunningham, but that means a lot of players I haven't played in a few weeks, and Cunningham wasn't brilliant in the reserves as well. In the final.
0: Well, he might come in for a role in anyway. You never really know. I
3: think, him be is, before, uh, very, anyway. I think Cunningham is very. I think very much a confident player. He seems to play his best games after he's played like strong a few weeks together. I'd be very reluctant just bringing him in like for one game.
1: Could we bring in Jones? Maybe. He was in good form before up, he went yeah, down his... with the injury. And he can play yeah. a defensive role.
2: The other thing, if Lockie Henderson plays, I think there was something saying he might. He might. Make it back for the prelim. I think didn't Ted play as a defensive forward on him last time, so we might need a match up for him. Same
1: so, uh, same problem. Um, it'd yeah. be the same problem as if we played the three Rockman. If we brought in Ted, we'd be too yeah. tall on
2: board. I'm not not saying bring in Ted, but they'll probably have
0: to. If that happens, they'll have to match up. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Then maybe Cunningham, but um, he'd be too tall for Cunningham.
0: So yeah, Towers yeah, is yeah. the only other potential
2: match. up no, I the think I'm not too,
0: too tall for him.
2: But honestly, I think our midfield. I think our midfield at the moment is steeper, that's steeper than Geelong's, anyways. It's really up to them to. It's really up to them to get the, to get the job done. So I think if they if they win their matchups then I think we win anyway. So probably, yeah, not so. I'm not too concerned about that.
0: Is Bambi fit yet? Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching no, him ping his hamstring in the first thirty seconds. Yeah.
1: Um, just, so can you please elaborate for all our listeners, Bambi?
0: Oh, Bambi, Sam Reed. come on, if you, if you don't know who Bambi is, you just haven't been on the forums.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he hasn't even played a game in the reserves, even if he is fit, I don't think he's playing this year.
0: Can we play Tom Derricks, defensive forward? He could do a job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be a fabulous spectator. That's his job. He's just a, be a spectator. decoy because he can't let him market. <laughs> he'd be a fabulous spectator. Look, I've got to ask you guys a few questions just to see what you guys would do about each different matchup. The main question is obviously which one on this year how do you deal with Dangerfield?
0: Head to head. Straight up head to head. You can't yeah. take him. And uh, I, was, I was away in Europe last time. But I've, uh, someone said that Mitchell went to uh, Dangerfield and tried to tag him at the contest. So maybe that's something to do: uh, Mitchell to Dangerfield, or maybe just run Parker head to head with Dangerfield and try and hit him on the way back. Because if, from what I've seen, when he plays, he doesn't run defensively; he runs really aggressive.
1: Um, I'd rather offensively. almost Hannabury go offensively mm-hmm. against Dangerfield. Hannabury can rack up but enough. What of did the we ball. do last time?
3: Anyone remember?
1: I'm pretty confident it was Mitchell. I think actually,
3: because he played crap. It. Like he played absolute crap last Mi-
2: time. I think it was the whole. I, mean, I think we were pretty. We were pretty, like we won that game by seven goals on their own on their own uh, home ground. I think so. We were pretty dominant. We pretty we pretty much dominated their their midfield as, as a whole. It was not really any one. I don't think it's any one matchup. That's the think Because because in two, I think Dangerfield got bit...
1: 34 disposals against us last yeah. time, but. I think he yeah. no, got, like, 26 like six like of them so in the first half. They were,
3: like, little yeah. tiny chip passes. Like, yeah, he barely
2: okay, yeah, I'm, like I'm with Von, like I'm totally with Vaughn because I think because you can't like, I don't think you can stop a danger field. It's really up to the whole mid. It's really up to the whole field to work together. He had a period sort of year, at the so. end
1: of the first quarter and the early the second quarter where he really got on top, but then after that he just wasn't sided and we smashed them afterwards.
0: Yeah, but there was there was a game earlier this year where he got like 19 possessions in like one and a quarter quarters, but his disposal efficiency was about 30. percent And he was turning it over and making clangers everywhere, so...
3: (laughs) I'm not disputing that he's a very good player, because he's a very good player, but, I mean, like, he's so inefficient. Like, how he actually uses the ball. Like, it's just... It's just crap. Like, I don't know, I'm not as worried about him as, say, Selwood, who is, like... Like, he pretty much drag them over the line against Hawthorne. He was so tough last week. I feel like he is going to be more of a game changer in finals than Dangerfield, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah I could agree with that. Like, if you run Parker, Parker against Salwood, you've got a pretty good like-for-like matchup. You could even um, maybe even throw like Kieran Jack in there against him and, and see if you can punish him going the opposite way because Jack is a pretty hard runner and he definitely tackles a lot.
1: No, I'd agree with that. I think it wouldn't be the worst matchup. Um, the player who I'd really love to stop this weekend would have to be Mitch Duncan. If he doesn't get, if he gets less than twenty disposals, I think we win. He's a real effective ball user going forward. He gives them that third real midfield option as well. I think he'd nearly be the most important player to stop. Do you go, can you, any of you guys think of a good? Um, way to tackle Mitch Duncan this weekend? Or do you just reckon we go head-to-head with the midfield, no defensive options, and just roll the dice?
0: Probably Kennedy,
1: head-to-head. Head-to-head? Yeah, I think it'll work. Uh, obviously, do you guys see Grundy taking Hawkins? Um, obviously, Mitch Clark won't play again this time, so we don't have to worry about that. We can't send Lear again. Yeah, I think Grundy,
2: uh, Grundy would probably take Hawkins.
3: Grundy has been... Very good in the past yeah, two has yeah. I feel like he's been so solid that we don't even acknowledge it anymore. But like he, he kept hasn't he kept both his opponents goalless, or close yeah,
2: to it. Yeah, he did the job on like even 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 in TWS. He did the job on Adam. Like in oh, the whole team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he's yeah he's been he's been doing his job absolutely.
1: He's done the, his job all year. What's that? Well, he's done his job all year. Yeah, for sure. Patton kicked like four or five in the last four games or something like
0: that before the first final. So he was um, pointed out to be their big danger man and he had absolutely no impact whatsoever. Jenkins had nothing and I don't think Grundy was even playing on Jenkins in the end. I think they had Ali playing on Jenkins at one point.
1: Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. And, um, they were rotating the defensive roles a fair bit on the weekend. So Grundy was playing on... Um, Jenkins or Lynch, whoever the deepest, or Walker even at times, whoever the deepest forward was. Just take him out of the square and destroy him.
0: Um, oh, his spotty work is underrated. His, people talk about Rampy being one of the best best in the league for it. I think Grundy's even better.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. His, um, um, Grundy's only issue is, basically, his only slight issue is maybe his speed off the mark, where... Rewalt showed him up a little bit earlier on in the year, but if you we can keep him as a deep target, he's nearly the best full defender in the competition. At least one on one in my opinion. Do you guys so what are your predictions for the results this weekend? Um do let's go of a certainty and a margin. Swans rule? Swan's rule, he's not even here. Oh, Swan's rule, RW, (laughs) RW.
3: Someone's missing
1: Swan's rule. I miss Swan's rule.
3: Gosh, I'm not feeling very
0: welcome. I think it's time to hang up now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, RW, what are your predictions for this weekend?
2: Predictions, okay. Um, Sure thing, Uh, I don't know whether I could go for a sure thing. Sure thing is, I think Grundy will do the job on Hawkins. I think because he's done the job done the job all year. So uh, go with that uh, prediction. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Swans by five goals.
1: Vaughn, prediction and sure thing.
3: Um, sure thing is that Dangerfield plays a bad game against us. Um, don't know why, but I just have a feeling. Prediction, I, I don't really rage along. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's because we absolutely smashed them at their home ground or it's just like they barely got over Hawthorne, who in my opinion have been like a five to eight, probably lower eight um, team this year. So, yeah, I don't know. I reckon we'll win by maybe ten. Ten points? Ten points, yeah. Or ten goals, whatever depends
1: which Sydney turns off. <laughs> 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 okay, Another chunky no goal first
0: quarter. <laughs> chunky. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, sure thing. I reckon. Uh, I reckon Frank and Kennedy are going to have day outs again. Um, I think is. I think Frank is due for a big one. Um, and especially the fact that their uh, defenders aren't particularly quick. I think is. Going to have Lonigan covered pretty easily. Uh, if Henderson rolls onto him, is going to make him look like an idiot. So, yeah, Franklin for a big day out, and Kennedy rack thirty-five again. Um, I think Dangerfield. I think Dangerfield will probably have a good game, but I think it's pretty much just going to be uh, the Dangerfield show. I think we'll have the rest of their midfield blocked down pretty tight. And I'd uh, I'd have us for at least five-goal win. Uh, I'd be pretty disappointed if anything less, and I'd absolutely be
3: shattered if we lost. It's so funny, we've gone on this podcast from like the most negative people in the world, aka like Milky and like Swan Drool, who like tipped us always by like we always we were always I losing like apparently. <laughs> every single week. Like no every single week we were losing. You think we were and now it's all like, yeah, yeah, we'll just win the prelim by like five, six goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I nice put, put a
0: comment on the forum where I think it was like Captain yeah, yeah, yeah. saying, "Oh, something, something, something." And I'm like, "Oh, welcome to the welcome to the forums where everyone's super negative And if there was a currency, uh, it would be negativity. <laughs> no comment. I think to, I think for me, I think I'm probably
2: more. It's more because I just don't think Geelong are that good a team this year, and I feel that just having seen having seen our best, I think we're. I think we're capable. i think our best is better and i think it's oh, really up to it's really it's it's really up to us to to get the
0: job done so, so the, way
2: the pressure the pressure is on us in a way uh, well, before we go
0: into the finals was ridiculously easy
3: so easy before we go can i ask two questions oh, apart from bonds giving his sure thing and his margin as well um my first question is does the mcg concern you guys and my second question is Oh, crap, I forgot my second question. I just asked my first question. Oh, yeah, no, the second question is, does it concern you that we haven't kicked that many goals in the past two weeks?
1: Uh, neither of them really concern me too much. We did kick 18 goals last weekend, uh, 118 points, so that's a scored out a win you 9 out of 10 finals, so I think we're fine there. Um, and for the MCG, we've won three out of our last four games, uh, at the MCG, the one game we did lose Richmond. there was the awful, horrible game against Richmond. But we uh, still
0: scored, I think, almost 100 points that day
1: anyway. It was our defense that didn't turn up that day, which I think our defense has really, really set up our tackling pressure up the ground. And we won't have another aberration like the GWS game. It was almost a loss we needed to have, I think. Yeah, so great. I'm pretty confident on both of those fronts.
2: And playing along at the MCG is almost like a neutral venue because um, we we we're so used to playing on that such narrow that narrow skills stadium or Simmons Stadium or whatever it is. So and SCG is pretty wide, uh, so it almost uh, swings it back in our favour a little bit. And there'll be a big Swans supporter base there. We'll probably get maybe thirty percent of the crowd.
0: So yeah, I think it's not that not that scary. I think um, yeah, def- definitely not worried the last couple of times we've performed on the ground we've done pretty well and i think the team has been um set up to play more more on wider grounds than, than it is on narrower grounds um, especially when it comes to finals cause, because that's where the finals were ultimately played if you go back to i think like pre-2013 maybe maybe even 2014 we couldn't win on the mcg whatsoever um but yeah we uh pumped along at that shit awful ground and we've done pretty well on the mcg this year except for that awful awful game so pretty confident we'll get it done and i'm pretty confident we'll do the usual lock them down into one wing and we'll just run it through the middle don't get me wrong.
2: I mean, I'm like I'm confident of a win, but like we'll still be nervous on Friday. <laughs> it's just, yeah, just it's just a given when you when you're one when you're one when you're one game away from a grand final, you can't not be. Yeah. Nervous.
1: So, we've, we've got to, yeah, it's
2: we've yeah, got it's a ship with a full sails too. in our wind
1: right now. Yeah, absolutely flying. Now, my prediction for this weekend is the Swans by around thirty points. I agree. I think we just bat too deep in our midfield, and if we play our best, we'll win the match. It all depends on our defensive pressure, but I do think we'll keep that up this weekend and we'll tackle Geelong out of the finals. Um, my sure thing is a repeat of the 2003 Brisbane final series. Lose the first final to the young upstart, so that was Collingwood and now it's GWS. Go the long way, win the prelim, and then get revenge in the grand final. That is my prediction for this week. Thank you for listening, everyone, and have a great night.